I'm Julie. I'm Kalea. And you're listening to the latest episode of Girls With Fun. Thanks for joining us. Every week we get together and chat about something on our mind about BTS. Sometimes we're silly and sometimes we're serious, but we're always creating a podcast by ARMY for ARMY. If you haven't yet, be sure to follow our social media accounts on Instagram and Twitter at Girls With Fun Pod and on Facebook at Girls With Fun Podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to leave us a review on your favorite streaming service. And without further ado, let's get on with the episode. All right, welcome back to another episode of Girls With Fun. Hello, hello. How are you doing this evening? Um, good. (laughs) Very overwhelmed with some of the announcements this week and just a lot happening. So, you know, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, same. Uh, we have a lot to discuss today. Every time I'm like, oh, we're gonna have like one or two things to talk about on the pod today. BTS are like, you know, relatively quiet. Here they come. Are like cycles with BTS syncing up like they drop stuff as we're trying to record an episode or is it just an incessant fire hose of material? Just insane. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um All right. Let's just get into it. Okay. So, uh, I think last we were discussing BTS in New York. They have left yep. New York. Yep. Uh, but we have a few things to discuss still from their trip in New York. Um, BTS were featured on Good Morning America as well as Nightline on ABC. And they had a interview with President Moon um, and Kim Joo Chong. So yeah, we're going to discuss that interview a bit today. Yeah, I mean, Juju was really dropping some crazy statistics, uh, introducing them, you know, holding 23 Guinness World Records, over 1 million people tuning into the UN event, um, talking about how they're the most streamed group on Spotify and get over 20 million streams per day on YouTube. And even though I'm a fan, I just, hearing those things, I know they're big, but just hearing those things, I was like, wow, it truly is nuts. I know. I'm like, I can't even keep up with the records that they make at this point. <laughs> right? Exactly. That's what I mean. Um, but yeah, I really, I did really enjoy the interview, the full interview that was on Nightline. They gave mm-hmm. like bits and pieces um, on Good Morning America. And I saw bits on YouTube, but I couldn't find the full thing until I went and watched it on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, so I finally got to watch the full interview. I but think I, really I watched the full it. thing on YouTube, but <laughs> I guess we'll find out if I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it was like cutting off the end, I guess, their thoughts about like COVID or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so it was like an 18-minute interview in total. Yeah, that's about what I saw. And it wrapped up with her like saying what she's said to Namjoon, right? Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so where do we start? Uh, I don't recall how the interview started. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, 
I'm happy to just share like things that jumped out to me. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so there's a whole bunch. I thought it was crazy. I think Namjoon said he was talking about climate change and he's like, it's a crisis, not just a change. And I mean, that's very alarming existentially, but very it's true. just like really awesome to hear BTS talk about global issues. And like, obviously, we as fans know how smart and uh, like eloquent they can be and just how thoughtful they can be. Um, and so I loved a lot of their answers throughout this interview. Like, Tay questioning whether or not we existed. I was like, bro, I've been questioning whether you exist. It has been so <laughs> long. Like, they're feeling it just as much as we are, I think. I know. I'm like, I know it's weird for them, right? Like, not being able to see us, but we don't see them as often. Yeah. So I'm sure it's like 10 times harder on them who gets to like travel around the world and meet all of us you know worldwide so mm, yeah it's like i can't i guess i can't understand because i feel like i see him all the time (laughs) whereas he doesn't see me at all or like you know any other fan but i I get where he's coming from and it it did like hurt my heart to hear him say that yeah i do think um i do think you're right right like even for me if if i get to see them once a year that's a good thing but like in the in the old times, in the pre-COVID times, you know, they were seeing ARMY, like, every day or every other day when they were on tour, you know, sometimes too close together, because I remember some of our episodes on some of the documentaries or docu-series where we're like, when do they rest? (laughs) But, yeah, it has to be a huge adjustment for them. And then um, Jen talking about, like, COVID vaccine hesitancy, and, like, being scared of things that are new, like, kudos to him on his empathy because I don't know if I would have gone on national TV or international TV and said something quite as diplomatic as he did. So he's he's a natural diplomat. <laughs> I can't say what I want to say. Exactly. <laughs> So I will not say anything when it comes to vaccination. Also, I hope we can put this but Namjoon thing to rest. I know we've talked about this like a million and one times, but he literally in this interview on Nightline directly addressed, you know, the former accusations of misogyny against him in 2015 and 2016 and how he went to a women's studies professor to review his lyrics and how he or a gender studies professor, you know, and he's trying to be more sensitive to issues of gender and, like, being open to learn. And I think we've talked about this before just in the context of, like, people getting called out, like, so often. Well, particularly men, right? But so often these journalists or whoever, like, these public figures, in this case, Namjoon, is called out, right? Or, you know, there's kind of criticism of them and and the gut reaction is like defensiveness or well that's not what I meant or well why are you attacking me or you know you're taking this out of context blah 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 right but those feelings are real concerns that people have or they wouldn't bother to raise them with you and so to see Namjoon acknowledging his past but saying how he's like working to do better and not being defensive about it or not trying to hide it I was like wow 
he's really built different. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, yeah. something extra hard for Namjoon these days. Yeah, I thought it was interesting in terms of the question that she asked. Um, his answer was related, but he didn't have to share that. Um, right. So I, I, I thought it was interesting and, like you said, very special that he decided to bring that up and address it. And um, because I'm, I'm pretty sure I've heard before that he was getting, like, his lyrics reviewed and, like, working with the women's studies professor to like go over their lyrics um so I was I guess surprised to see that that was addressed like in an international interview yeah that, you <laughs> um, raise a good ABC, point of all places in front of the president <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> like, a good point that is really interesting um actually his like level of accountability that he didn't even necessarily have to take there because she was asking about Korean culture in general and like what message do you have for your female fans and they could have easily punted the ball and been like yeah women's empowerment so important right like they could have given something really canned and he's up here you know self-reflecting on a personal level when her question was more focused I guess societally so that's super interesting point that you're making One thing I didn't like about the interview was this focus on, like, again, well, I've said my age, like, a million times, but Juju was like, oh, um, yeah, you're you're such a voice for youth or you're young fans, and I realized that they were, like, envoys for youth. Like, I, (laughs) I understand that, but she was like, what would you say to your young fans or, like, I think uh, President Moon was like, BTS represents the younger generation. And I'm like, okay, sure, yeah. But, like, please don't act like I'm, like, 12 years old or something. Like, BTS fans run the gamut in terms of age. And it's fine if you're 12, and it's fine if you're 85 years old, right? So, like, I don't know. Like, Jin is not, and Suga are not that much younger than me, right? Like, if we were in school, in the U.S. school system, like, we would be the same grade, right? At least Jin and I, for sure. And so it's like, maybe not. (laughs) We would have been in high school at the same time. Okay, whatever. So why is it that it's like youth, 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 youth? Like, Jin is almost 30 years old. (laughs) I think we have to, like, think about our concepts of age as well, though. Like, okay, yeah, we're definitely not kids, right? We're not teens either, but we're not old. <laughs> we're not seniors. Fair enough. Maybe like, I we we them. are young. <laughs> yeah. like, we are technically still in our youth. Like, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. like even at your age, like you're not old. <laughs> so thank you. Thanks. Like, yeah, like you are still technically in your youth. Like how much you haven't seen that much of life, right? Yeah, it feels so, like it after the past two years. <laughs> I know, but um, I-, I totally get what you're saying in that it's kind of annoying, like that whole James Corden thing that happened and he was addressing yeah. fans and was like referring to BTS as BTS fans as like 15-year-olds and stuff like that. So the narrative is, is tired. Um, So I totally get it. But I mean, BTS themselves are young. Like, we are young. <laughs> We're not adolescent, but 
um but we are we are young i i i still feel like you know great that you know bts are trying to lead the youth and you know in the interview namjoon was talking about seeing you know young people using tumblers i guess now instead of like disposable water bottles or bottles of any kind i guess and i'm like this is great but how about we dismantle like the oil industry <laughs> i had the same thought and then like <laughs> president moon jumps in talking about fossil fuels and i'm like yeah i don't care how many tumblers you use like yeah. my straw consumption is not the issue like yeah. sure use reusable straws right yeah, but like, how about we like, find renewable energy sources and stop coal mining like <laughs> there's just so many other things that we could be talking about it's not you and it's not me it's definitely the governments and um these billion dollar industries that they fund that we should be diverting our funds to other resources but mm, yeah i think we talked about for another day. <laughs> yeah this isn't like our political views podcast but i think we've made them kind of clear over time but <laughs> I think we were literally talking about this last week and I was saying, I know we cut parts of it, but I was kind of like hesitant to see like BTS in the political sphere. Like they've always been political, but just like being next to an elected official, like, or like, I don't know, head of state. I I don't know, whatever. There's a lot to unpack there, but I guess the main thing, there was once again, this feeling of like, confusion or dissonance because like bts is there and then juju chang is also asking president moon about like tensions between like north and south korea and like what would you say to president biden and bts is like just sitting right there like i don't know (laughs) it was a strange setup because on the one hand they're like tell us about your young fans and i'm like grr and then they're talking geopolitics and i'm still like grr so (laughs) i don't know i don't know no it was kind of strange i think there was a question she asked president moon like you know how did you want to use like bts as a tool i guess <laughs> it was kind of like uh yeah but I mean, yes, that's that's what they were used for and he said what he wanted to use them for which was to bring awareness to the sustainable development goals and that's exactly what he did so he he did use them and he used them right and bts said yes so it's like we can't really can't really feel any kind of way about it i guess yeah yeah no i flagged the same part because i highlighted it she asked them like how is bts effective as an export like she was talking about bts as an export and i was like i understand because they are like intellectually i understand right and they've opened up parts of korea and parts of korean culture right we can never assume to know everything about korea because we're a k-pop stan or bts stan right like I just really did not like the objectification of like them as an exporter, them as a product rather than them as people. But maybe that's where I'm at in my fandom. But I flagged that part. Yeah, very interesting. I mean, we know that they bring like what a certain percentage to Korea's like entire GDP, which is nuts when you think about yeah. it. Um, so yeah, thinking of BTS as an export is kind of weird, but that's the reality right (laughs) well i we so often talk about like sexual objectification and i don't know what this would be like economic objectification (laughs) i have no idea but i felt really weird about it (laughs) yeah um 
one other thing that was funny is, you know, I think beyond that conversation of BTS as an export specifically, um, Juju Chang was talking about soft power and um, like other cultural exports, K-pop in general. I think they flagged Parasite, right, which won the Academy Award in, I guess, 2020. Time is mm-hmm. a construct. Um and literally this morning I was reading this like newsletter I follow Morning Brew and they were talking about Squid Game which is like number 1 on Netflix and talking about like soft power exports as well and how like pretty soon Korean culture could become if it's not already right like a strategic competitor with Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't like the politics but I'm interested in like the the like cultural soft power politics i guess or you know well you know when we were creating this podcast that was something that i wanted us to discuss or like how i wanted us to kind of frame the podcast and you were like eh, i don't know about that oh no <laughs> so it is very well, interesting let me eat like, my words that let we're like my words. at this point um talking about the soft, soft power of korean culture but anyway i don't know maybe i, I was like tangled up my confusion of like being bts being co-opted by like political forces right i I just think it's cool seeing how you know you know squid game becoming number one right like the first time that korean drama has become number one in i think was the u.s rankings or maybe it's even worldwide at this point um but just seeing how quickly this is like overtaking the internet like everyone people texting me oh i'm like you know have you seen this before like heck yeah i have let's talk about it right now like i don't know it's just awesome i don't feel like we we definitely would have not been here 10 years ago um so we've come a long way and i think it'll be really interesting to see where the expansion of korean culture goes in the future like it's it's beyond just bts at this point or just k-pop i should say at this point like you know it's expanded over to movies and television and i'm sure it's going to continue to expand elsewhere um and i'm really hoping that we'll see (laughs) it'd be interesting to see like a, a takeover of like the korean entertainment industry vice the u.s entertainment industry and not like the u.s trying to like co-op <laughs> korean yeah. by making like trash remakes that no one asked for hmm. so. right <laughs> yeah yeah i'm definitely interested to see where it goes i was thinking about that with their like translations that they had and juju being a korean american like news anchor right and um I think at the end they were joking her and her co-host whose name I do not know. Unfortunately, I guess he's Greek. Right. And she was like, what if you got to interview like a Greek boy band? And he was like, I hope so. Hit me up. And so I just hope this can open the U S up to more global pop culture influences, even outside of like the Korean sphere, you know? Yeah. I think it's time. Yeah. Time like Bollywood that could really take off i mean bollywood's already huge right yeah nollywood like it could just get it could just be far bigger than it already is um even from other cultures like worldwide it does not have to be just us i'm sick of it like i want to watch something else (laughs) well instead of like the mask singer remake american version we could just syndicate the mask singer 
on TV. Like, you no, know, that would make sense, but people hate <laughs> subtitles. I definitely was having a conversation with someone about Squid Game this weekend, and they were like saying that they were watching the dub, and I was like, "Tell me, Squid Game is not dubbed? Oh, no. <laughs> like, no way, it's dubbed. I guess that's an option. You could watch it dubbed. I didn't even." think about that i thought it was just like automatically you would just watch it sub i don't want to imagine what it yeah. does <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know maybe i'm like exposing myself here but even for like shows in english which is my native language i watch with subtitles on because i don't know i get distracted by like the background noise or sometimes the audio track is really loud or the actors are mumbling Right. I just always have subtitles on. So it's weird to me that some people just like cannot deal, but whatever. Also, please watch Squid Game so we can do a definitive BTS Squid Game ranking. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. I was about to start it today, but I got like two minutes in. So I uh, will definitely revisit. You ran for a ride. <laughs> um,. We were talking about the interview. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to Girls with Fun Authentic Edition. Um, I'm trying to think. Some of the moments that really touched me was, like you mentioned, Tay was talking about the concerts and how he feels like it's you know like it, these people don't even seem real anymore. But also, Luke was saying that it's almost like escaping his memory of like being on the stage and that I just felt so bad like it it, it it like made me want to cry hearing him say that also like the comment Jimin made which I can't say word for word but that also like broke my heart into a thousand tiny pieces um I just I shouldn't worry about them but I worry about them so much. yeah for sure well, Juju asked Yoongi about, I think it was later in the interview, about um, his mental health struggles. And she specifically called out his song, The Last, and yeah. and talked really openly. Which, again, I was surprised on like national TV with the president sitting right there. She's asking him about his mental health. But, you know, maybe that's just the, the stigma that I've been conditioned to think about. Like, in general, I'm like pretty open about mental health. But... I, I was still surprised that it was like a national interview topic. Like, I don't know how comfortable like I would personally feel, but anyway, he gave like a really good answer of like, you need to have some light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, to work through and how he can empathize with people kind of feeling the Corona blues. I think he called it. Right. So I just, I don't know. I find that man so comforting flashback to the conversation of like the ASMR video and me falling asleep, but just this whole existence I find like super comforting. Right. Um, there was also mentioned by Hobie about them wanting everyone to get quickly vaccinated so that they can do concerts again in the future. And that little giggle <laughs> he did, I didn't think anything of it until today <laughs> we'll get into that later <laughs> yeah we'll get there actually though that's funny you flagged because Jin was like I understand the hesitancy but we have to move forward together and Hobie's like no <laughs> get vaccinated now <laughs> like I mean he didn't say no that was not his words but when you said that that's kind of the energy I'm like them giggling like <laughs> nothing was funny in that moment I'd <laughs> like 
Yeah. Why is she laughing? And the others are also like laughing in a chain reaction, like, hmm, what's going on here? And we did not catch that. We should have been so suspicious. I think there someone's leg was bouncing, maybe Jungkook, but I don't know. Like, we should have just read the body language and the giggles and been like, something is cooking. <laughs> but alas. We never catch any clues that they give, ever. <laughs> we only think about the numbers on the side of train shipping containers. That's literally it. Exactly. <laughs> it's just crazy how they, like, we could sit here and theorize about that stupid train. Um, and, like, many other things, um, and have all these, like, meaningful discussions and conversations, but then when they have a comeback, we're like, it was right there the entire time! We never get it. Yeah. Well, it's so easy in (laughs) retrospect, right? Right. Uh, what else happened? I mean, I think we could stop there so we can get on to our other topics. But, um, yeah, that was a nice interview. Oh, I did want to bring up that tweet of, I'm assuming that was someone who works at ABC <laughs> got to like. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So, um, this, this lady, I'm not sure who she was, but she works at ABC, but she was like tweeting about how she got to meet BTS. And <laughs> it was like, there was a video of her like giving water to them and I was sitting to the group chat like I 100% would have like dropped those water bottles all (laughs) like in front of them or just like on them like I would have tripped over their feet and been like oh god (laughs) and spilled the water on them like it just would have been so embarrassing (laughs) oh yeah my hands would be shaking like that meme exactly (sighs) and I definitely would have come to work looking ugly It'd be like the one day the BTS were there. It would have been so embarrassing. <laughs> we had like a back and forth. Like if they tell you a special guest is coming, you definitely take no sleeping <laughs> chances. You take no chances. See, I wonder if they tell you that like a special guest is coming or there's just like a regular day at work. You show yeah. up and there's someone there and it happens to be BTS. You're like, off. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, also, then later, I think it was the same person because we were texting about that. But there was like a, I guess, a picture with like staff or something, right? Like a group shot. Right. And she was like, Sorry, I'm blocking you, Yungi. And her head is like directly in front of him. You can see his one, like, like half of his face. But I just, I don't know, like instant. <laughs> Like, you failed. Like, dang. Like, you're done. I feel like his expression in that picture was like, yeah. (laughs) But I could be reading too much into it. I don't know. I definitely would have been looking at the picture like, oh my god, no way. (laughs) I blocked Yugi. I'm gonna block myself. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I will see myself out. Like, what have you done? It's like the one day you're having like a bad hair day. You showed up at work late. You spilled a little coffee on yourself on the way to work. You have spinach in your teeth and don't know the whole day. Surprise, BTS is here. Please assist them. Uh, Yeah, I I have no. I'm like itchy. I'm not getting (laughs) itchy right now thinking about this. It's not okay. Uh, did we miss anything else from their New York trip? Uh, I think they're back in Korea at this point. Yeah, I wasn't sure, because Hobie had, like, 
gone on Weverse and was like, buy New York. And then there were all these cryptic water pictures. And I was like, LA Beach? Like, where are they? But then you confirmed, I guess, we think they're back in Korea. And Namjoon did too, because he was bicycling again. In the rain. This guy. <laughs> Dedication. <laughs> Gotta get those gains. He lives, like, life as a character in a book. You... <laughs> He goes biking in the rain. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't. He's great. Um, also, the Global Citizen Live concert happened this weekend. Uh, BTS performed Butter and Permission to Dance in Seoul. And it was a pretty cool performance. They, like, shut down the entire street. I don't know where that was. Like, I don't know what location that was. That They just completely shut down. But, like, <laughs> the, the whole or the influence that BTS has is, it just blows my mind every time. Like, you're able to shut down an entire, like, intersection. I'm sure it was multiple. Make sure that people wouldn't come through and like you know drive through and mess up their dance in the middle <laughs> of the street. But <laughs> I don't know. It was just really cool seeing that performance. I missed that, so I'll have to go back and watch it for sure. Um, so I don't want to transition too quickly away from this. But speaking of influence, are you ready to talk about in the soup or not yet? I can save this transition for later. <laughs> we can get into it. Yeah, so apparently for In the Soup Season 2, I'm sure everyone has seen this already, um, they built, like, an entire mansion. And the teaser clip is, like, for BTS and BTS only. And, like, it's a special place they'll have forever. And it, like, should be heartwarming and, like, really cute. And, like, oh, good, they have, like, a sanctuary away from city life. And I'm, like, you built a mansion in under a year in a secluded location it has like what a tennis court it has like a pool it has like maybe it was the basketball court anyway it has like all these outdoor amenities it looks big af and i'm just like wondering what happened last year did bts not get their airbnb security deposit back because they like trashed the house with like house with like paint and legos or like <laughs> Why, what prompted Big Hit, or I guess Hybe now, to build a mansion in the woods in under a year for BTS to have this retreat? Like, I'm stuck on mansion. Like, it's that kind of money. Well, see, this is what I was confused about. Did they seriously build a house? Because watching the video, yes, you can read it as, or watch it as, oh, they built a house for them. But they didn't say, like, we built a house for BTS. It looked like they were doing construction on, like, the pool and, like, the basketball court. But I'm like, did they actually build an entire house? Like, a big house? (laughs) For BTS just to film in the soup. Like, I need that specifically stated because I can't wrap my head around it. I guess we'll find out October 15th. Right. So, in the soup's coming out and it's getting five episodes this season. Yeah, which I know some people were like, "What about?" Um, which I thought was in- interesting as well. I think before we had like what eight, yeah, it, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um. Yep. And then behind the scenes for like every single episode, right. which we still may have. I don't know. Right. 
uh what else what else what else my universe yes let's do it finally yes uh so my universe by coldplay featuring bts was released on friday i don't remember what day that was but that was last friday (laughs) yeah the 24th friday or 10 years ago yeah the 24th um so yeah my universe was released um it was released with the lyric video and then we get the or we already received the documentary which shows chris martin's journey to record my universe with bts um in korea which all that was really cool um i enjoy the song it's 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 crazy how they're able to make it sound it sounds exactly like a Coldplay song like exactly what I expected a Coldplay song would sound like but it also sounds very much like BTS yeah Um, so it's really nice to hear that collaboration come together and really fit each other um I think it suited their voice as well it was nice to hear like you know the soap rap or like you know seeing how chris martin included like a dance break at the end so that Mm -hmm. bts could dance to in the future like it was just really thoughtful so i i really enjoyed listening to the song and um, seeing him get to work with them in the documentary yeah i'm always leery of well i'm always leery of collabs in general um i there have been so many, right? But I'm always, like, hopeful that th- the vibe of each separate artist can, like, work together, right? Um, I mean, everyone jokes about on featuring Sia as, like, not it, right? Just because, like, what what was added. But I felt like this track like you said it was very cold play but also very bts and like when did this whole like <laughs> celestial thing become our wheelhouse like thank you very much kim nam june i guess <laughs> right um but i realized chris martin came up with my universe but it just seemed to fit like the title but um it just seemed to fit bts so well um and it is super catchy and yeah, I think it's going to be big. I, I really like this one, actually. I, I heard a clip before it was released, and I was kind of nervous. Um, but I, I actually really like this one. Usually it takes me a while to warm up, as I've said many times, but I'm digging it. <laughs> yeah, I really love um, in the documentary getting to see them like break down the harmonies and really get to hear each of their voices uh clearly and i don't know just seeing them like have fun with someone else in the studio i don't think i've ever seen them i mean i guess like their solo songs i'm mm-hmm. trying to think of collaborations has anyone ever come out to the studio like come out to korea and record something with them before if they have i don't think they've made it public right yeah, so I feel like this is very special. Also because it's Coldplay, right? Like, that's Chris Martin, so that's absolutely insane. Um, 
but just the, the fact that he took the time to come out there in the middle of a pandemic and like quarantine for them yeah. and just to record with them and meet them like that's really special i think it was jimin's it was either jimin or hobie like feel free to correct me but they were saying how like they could have done it remote but Chris Martin coming out to see them was really energizing and gave them like energy to go on and felt really special given COVID. And that alone just like warmed my heart kind of right. Like, yeah. I mean, even we can record our podcast totally separately, but it's still special when we can record face to face. So the point we were like psyched out, I think the, <laughs> the first time we did it like after the pandemic. Right. So. Right. One thing I just wanted to say was that, um, whale sound break like is that a reference to like whalian i don't know what you're speaking about or like wasn't it (laughs) there's like some kind of like weird instrumental thing going on Mm, i didn't notice am i like losing my mind now i'm tripping you might be you might be right i just didn't notice yeah, I, there's some kind of like pause in the track, and I don't know if that's like the dance break they were referring to, or like they could easily like insert some kind of dance break there, but there's some kind of like pause, and it almost sounds like underwater. I was reading it as whale sound. <laughs> Purple whale, maybe I'm like reading too much into it, but I was wondering if that's what that was like a nod to. I mean, the documentary was saying that, like, Chris watches their videos and stuff, so maybe he knows mm, BTS and their ties to that whale. Or whales in general. I don't know. <laughs> then, yeah, maybe that was a, a nod to uh, Army. Maybe. Uh, no, I was just going to say, before I, I'm hoping that it does well on the charts and I saw someone mention something about like oh they could get a Grammy with this song right but I'm like even if they did that wouldn't happen until 2020 like Grammy submissions are already done with so um, wait you mean 2022 I'm sorry 2022 what year is it it's not 2019. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and would it be a Coldplay like I again, like what went down with Megan the Stallion? I don't know. Like, is this technically a Coldplay track? Would it be a nod for Coldplay? Would it be BTS and Coldplay like equal feature? I have no idea. I'm assuming if because it's BTS, I'm sorry, because it's Coldplay featuring BTS. If Coldplay did submit it for Grammy nominations and it was selected, that if Coldplay did win then BTS would also technically win, right? They usually give the producers and stuff awards when the artist wins, don't they? Doesn't everybody win? I don't know. <laughs> I, I want to say yes, but I don't know. I don't know I don't how know. it all works. I should after all these years, but I do not know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm hoping that it does well, um, and I'm hoping that German guy is having a really bad day. That German DJ. <laughs> Usually, I don't like wish 
ill will on someone, but I, I hope he's hearing this and he's like, dang, I actually like this song. <laughs> it's funny because here we are hoping he likes the track because it will create some kind of like, I don't know, like prompt some self-reflection or cause some kind of like internal crisis. I have no idea. <laughs> that guy. Anyway, um, we don't need bad karma. Exactly. Do we get to our final topic? Yeah, let's do it. Um, wow. So we're here yet again, (laughs) in which big hit releases insane news. I I feel like we didn't discuss that permission to dance online thing. I feel like we spoke about it amongst ourselves, but I don't know if we ever spoke about it on the podcast. I can't remember. I don't remember what happens on here. I just talk and then I leave. (laughs) But there was news. (laughs) There was news, like, a few weeks ago that BTS were doing a Permission to Dance online concert. Um... And so we were like, you know, cool, another online concert. Like, here we go again. And then (laughs) here they come yesterday, which was Monday. Yeah. Can you make what day is it? Anyway, so (laughs) here they come Monday, um, the 27th. And they're like, surprise, BTS is holding their first concert. Since Speak Yourself, their first in-person concert since Speak Yourself in LA, um, November 27th, 28th, and December 1st and 2nd, if I'm correct. So, like, Saturday and Sunday, and then Wednesday and Thursday. Um, yeah, in LA, tickets are going on sale, like, what, next week? The pre-sale starts. Yes, it's been a whole thing, but yeah, it's next week. Uh, and it was absolute madness on our end <laughs> last night discussing. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I don't know. Like, am I always in my car? I was texting you. Am I always in my car when BTS drops news? Or like, am I just always in my car? Because I was getting like hundreds of messages between our group chat, our like friend chat, like, other people, other friends, other mutuals that I have on Twitter, like, my phone was blowing up to the extent, and I, I wouldn't put it past Big Hit, to the extent that I was thinking that, like, tickets had already dropped. I literally called you while I'm, like, driving down the highway being like, give me the scoop, like, tell me what's going on, because, yeah, it's nuts. I'm in shock, like, screaming internally right now. We just got our refunds, what, like, within the last month? Yeah month and a half tops tops and I feel like we were on here like three or four episodes ago crying about how concerts weren't going to happen for a long time like the map of the soul tour not being a thing and like I'm so happy they're announcing concerts and concerts in my country that I can go to so I don't want to like downplay that but it is kind of giving me whiplash (laughs) Like, don't you feel shook by this announcement more so than you? I'm kind of shocked. Very. I'm like, I think I just wasn't expecting it. Like, I'd already just given up on the idea that BTS was going to have a concert this year. 
Um, so I definitely was not expecting that they were going to do so in November. And then to have the tickets go on sale and next week, like they're, they're literally giving us a week. I already told Hyde, sick of y'all. Give me some time to get my affairs together. Like, stop doing this. Like, <laughs> There's not enough warning. I'm supposed to scrounge together minimum 300 to $500 and more because we're East Coast Army, right? We have to fly and get, like, lodging somewhere. I'm not just going to sleep on the road. Like, probably, like, a grand, right? Like, just to go there. I guess I just never really considered going to a concert on the other side of the country, right? It's always been like, I'm waiting for a New York show or, you know, with the last tour that was just canceled, we got tickets for the Maryland show or I got tickets to the Florida show. I just never really considered going to LA because it's just so expensive. But with this concert, it just feels so different because it's going to be their first time back. I almost feel like I have to go. <laughs> Any other time I'd be like, whatever, but or I wouldn't say whatever. I probably would want to go, but because of the circumstances I want to go even more but but also because of the circumstances I'm like is this a good idea I don't know like I was just really going back and forth in my head about it last night and I was talking to my mom about it and I'm just like should I go to this like we're still in the middle of a pandemic I'm kind of uncomfortable with the thought of being around a bunch of screaming people um and like getting on a flight or, like, you know, being in an Airbnb with a bunch of people, like, I, I, in, in 2019, I would have loved this. In February of 2020, I would have ate this up, but, like, now I'm, like, I don't know, like, should I do this? Also, at the same time, my brain is, like, go, like, you, you might not, I don't want to say I'm gonna get this chance again, but I just don't know. Everything's so uncertain these days that it's almost, like, should I let an opportunity like this pass up? I feel similarly and I understand your reservations and the very responsible reservations of anyone else who is on the fence about going for any number of reasons. And I am surprised because like if anything happens at this event, like, you know, there will be like massive media attention on it. Right. But I also don't know when they'll be back. And I've said that like every other time they've come. But like you said, this time in 2021, I actually don't know when they'll be back. So I feel like I personally plan on going provided I can get a ticket. But I was talking to another friend slash mutual and she was asking me like because she was asking me about the various presales. So quick rundown. There's like an October 5th presale for anyone that had VIP MOTS tickets, so above like a certain tier. Then there's an October 6th general MOTS tour. You had tickets of whatever level presale, right? So so Big Hit and BTS are trying to prioritize people that had tickets before, which is much appreciated given all the drama we went through with ticketing and refunds and all of that. Then I believe on the 7th, you have the Weavers Army membership registration presale on the 8th is general verified fan presale so that's like just knowing you're not a bot on Ticketmaster. and then on october 9th you have full regular general sale um definitely confirm this do your own research i don't want to accidentally lead anyone astray but as of like when we're recording that's what i've seen so far but anyway my my friend was asking me like 
do you anticipate? She was like, why did you register for all these different pre-sales? Do you anticipate like not getting tickets? And I'm like, they're funneling every single North America (laughs) ticket into four shows in LA. Like, I mean, again, remember like there was an Atlanta show for the first time, right? Like there was a show in Florida for the first time. Um, I don't know, were they going to Boston? Like, I don't remember, but I guess my point is there were more locations than usual. And so I realized, you know, it's been two years. Some people's situation has changed. So maybe some people are no longer going for it, but you're still having what would have been like multiple stadiums and arenas funneling into four shows. And we don't know like capacity limits or anything like that. Like I I haven't seen any detail on that. So I guess my main point is like, anything could happen. Like I could have this Airbnb, I could have this plane ticket, I could whatever, but like, even with the VIP presale, like, do you think you'll get tickets? I don't know what it's going to look like. And I know how much more popular they are now compared to how they were in 2019. So once it hits those later presales, I wouldn't even be surprised if it fully sells out before it goes on general sale. I I welcome your thoughts on any and all of this because I feel like I've been talking like a million miles an hour for a couple minutes now but it's just kind of like I don't know how it's gonna play out right I, I don't know either I'm wondering if they're gonna like hold off on some tickets because I'm, I'm thinking you know they were having all those shows in the U.S. before like you were saying so everyone who had VIP which I'm sure was a lot of people are gonna get first dibs right <laughs> I just don't feel like these tickets are gonna last long just like you said um and that's just starting from the day one like okay then you go to day two everybody who had tickets last time gets a chance to get tickets before everyone else right like what's gonna be left there's only four shows i don't know if they're banking on people not being able to come because they would be coming from around the country to do so i don't know were they thinking like because this is going to be on the thanksgiving holiday maybe as many people won't be able to attend so it won't be like this absolute bloodbath like we were thinking was going to be um but i'm also like do they know us this is going to sell out so fast (laughs) this is going to be insane um i'm hoping that we can get decent tickets honestly at this point i just want to be there to see them on their first show If it's not soundcheck, like, I would not be mad. I just want to be in there. I agree. I agree. And we've had this conversation a million and one times, but, like, any seat is a good seat. I am stressing to go on day one because I know how emotional and special it's going to be. But I will take pretty much any show I can get. Although, like, two of them are the middle of the week. So, like, if that's how it plays out, not sure. So. Yeah. I just can't even envision how it's going to be. Like, I know how concert ticket sales were before. Like, we titled that episode The Seven Circles of Ticketing Hell, right? In a reference to Dante. But anyway, like, literally it was so bad before. (laughs) I remember taking off work, and we've talked about this, so I could be at home to get tickets. And, like, it's four shows in L.A. Like, I think it could open up and be gone in, like, under a minute. And I don't want to be a fear monger, but I just don't even know, like, the size and scale I know. I know. It's going to be crazy. And I'm like, how are they going to do seating? Is it is it going to be, like, spaced out? Are they going to 
like limit seating like what are they gonna do we have no idea up until this point so it's just gonna be a real uneasy few days well uneasy yeah uneasy few days for the next few days until they actually give us some more information about this concert I'm wondering how long this took to put together why LA why only LA why those dates? I don't know. I, I'm I'm just very curious about it all. I'm sure we won't get answers for most of it, but um, will we get more dates? I know when the we first announced this, we were like, "Sorry, <laughs> we're gonna do our best to try and schedule more shows," but at this time, this is all you got. So I I feel weird thinking like you know maybe they'll do it a New York show soon. Like, what if they don't? Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. I'm like, do I try to hold off and like see if they come to New York? But I know that if like I wait and like they don't announce anymore, I'll be so mad. Like, right. It will be the FOMO of a lifetime. I know. Oh. I'm also like, you know, what if you can't go to this show? Will they let you use the codes that you got um from the mods tour that was canceled will you be able to use that for another show or is it just over and done you got to go to the la show well and someone asked me like is it a full concert or is it just permission to dance and i was like i'm assuming permission to dance is like the name of the series of the entire concert right but do i actually know that to be a fact like we don't know we could get there and they do like five songs and leave I'm 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 hoping it'll be a a full show of, of what we have not received since what persona <laughs> like maybe we won't get mod 7 in, in in its entirety but we'll get a few tracks as well as B and the singles that have been released I would hope that that's what they would come and do. But who knows? What if they haven't had time to prepare for that? Is this what they were doing when we were like, these guys are too quiet. What are they up to? Were they preparing for a tour? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I have no idea. And to your point, it is it does. I mean, obviously, American listeners will know, but for any of our international listeners it coincides with the thanksgiving holiday in the u.s which is normally like a huge holiday for being with your family and eating a lot of food and like traveling home or whatever right and so it also just seems like kind of weird timing given the holiday weekend like some people might already have other travel plans or logistics oh man Oh, I want to, oh, I just want to go to this so bad. I want to see them in person so bad. Yeah. I did not envision their comeback concert being this. I really didn't. I thought it would be a full tour kind of thing. Well, I remember you saying you thought it would be in Korea. And also, yeah, I did not think, I had made my peace with, like, not seeing them until 2022 or 2023. So this just feels, like, so sudden. I'm just really shocked that they're doing it in the U.S. I really am. I thought they would, like, put Korean armies first. <laughs> <laughs> they're 
I mean, I guess the situation in Korea, you know, like, their laws aren't allowing for them to be able to have tours. Whereas we're just like, YOLO! (laughs) Which is so sick, but I guess they really want to tour that bad. Yeah. Well, it's a risk to them and their staff, which is why I think they're only doing one city. And I wouldn't be surprised if the way they were talking about vaccines, they require vaccinations for proof of entry. I did see that they were going to require or that that stadium currently requires that you are vaccinated and show proof of vaccination or you have to test negative within like 72 hours or something like that. Wow. I hope that's true. Which would be great, but I've also seen plenty of people trying to create fake vaccination cards so they can get in things. So. (laughs) <laughs> I wouldn't put past anybody when it comes to BTS either so I'm really hoping that people are responsible in going to this thing because like you said if word gets out that like mass amounts of people got sick because they went to a BTS concert I don't even want to imagine the headlines I do not want that kind mm-hmm. of news don't want to hear that it's gross yeah, um, yeah I, I hope you're right and I hope people are responsible yeah I, I guess we'll what the next podcast will be updating whether we got tickets or not oh knock on wood good karma please so we'll see you know crossing our fingers for us and you know everyone else out there good luck to you if you're trying and please make good choices between now and then if you're able to right harm mitigation yes all right um That'll do it for today's episode of Girls with Fun, and we will see you next week. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Girls With Fun. We're so grateful that you chose to hang out with us. Once again, be sure to follow our social media accounts on Instagram and Twitter at Girls With Fun Pod and on Facebook at Girls With Fun Podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to leave us a review on your favorite streaming service. If you have an idea for an episode or you want to share your thoughts on any of the topics we've discussed, slide into our DMs or email us at girlswithfunpod at gmail.com. Thanks again for joining us and see you next time.